everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while staying connected, laughing our faces off, and supporting each other. We're starting off this episode with a super special birthday surprise. Allie, Aaron and I want to wish you the happiest 31st birthday. There's nothing about you that needs to be herbsed, you scintillating creature. Brandon and Henry might have first claim on your affections, but you're hereby our spicy Italian too. You give us the biggest competence boner with your sexy lawyer brain. We worship at your former fencer glory, and we marvel at your ability to handle it all. So enjoy your pumpkin desserts, you fellow pumpkin slut. Kiss that squishy face of your beautiful boy and demand all the butt pats and declarations of love you can possibly handle. It might have been the year of Hattie before, but Brandon and Henry think this is the year of Allie. Happy birthday. And now we've got part one of In the Company of Women by Kate Christie. Oh, hey, Aaron. Hey. Wow. What a <laughs> great countdown we just did. Count up we just did. That was very professional. It we, really was. We did it professional. You know what? Let's pack it in. Let's call it a day. I think <laughs> we got to I think we got to quit while we're ahead. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> I think that before a listener finds out what a shit show we are, we should just <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> Hello, listener. Hi, listener. I think listener knows what a shit show we are. It's just that it's kind of like, oh, they're a shit show, quote unquote, but like, oh, seriously, they do have it together. And wow, they do like record episodes and like read books and like post the things on they the- They post stuff on time. Yeah, the, it's just an act. No, guys, we're just like a real shit show right now. Today in particular, as, like usually, usually it's like a fun little bit that's like, man, we're so zany. And like that's- We're such hot always, dummies all the yeah, time. There's a seed of truth in all comedy, but today, wow, today, that's just real life, 100%. We didn't get it together, guys. Boy. When did you start reading this book, Melody? Be honest. Monday. And then I stopped. Monday, last Monday. Last Monday. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's really good. I was that's ahead good. of the game. And then I was just like, wow, I can't get anything together. I can't focus on anything. Why do I want to? Why is my anxiety up in the roofs? Why? Yeah. Oh, no. Do I feel a depressive spell coming on? Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm in the middle of one and I didn't notice. Oh, no. <laughs> that was... And yeah. boy, is this a book that can kick you right out of that depressive spell. <sighs> Holy moly. If only I had read it. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I don't want to trash on book. Book is fine. This is not book's fault. Book is great. I really like but book. Book re- book is requiring a lot of weeding. I'm having yeah. to do a lot of weed whacking. <laughs> through a lot of herbs. And there's, there's a history it's herbs. Difficult. There's a geography <laughs> herbs. 
There is some library herbs, which I wasn't expecting on an army base. I was herbsing so hard, I didn't even notice there was library herbs. (laughs) (laughs) When was there? Oh, when they go to that bookstore? No, there was a library on base. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay, because there's also like that time where they go to that bookstore and then there's like, they're like interested in lesbian books. Guess what? There's like, what's up? That's where I stopped. That's where I am. Hello, bookstore. Goodbye, bookstore. You're about halfway. (laughs) Yes. I think I'm about 75% of the way through books. You You guys, listen to this, guys. Here, here's something. Here's, this is a gift we're giving to you. Heaving Bosoms, direct gift to listener. Spoiler free. This is, this is what we're going to call a spoiler free episode. That's what we're going to do. A lot of other podcasts do that. It's because they read the book and they're protecting you from the spoilers. But we're we're gonna do it. Ours is a different little spin. Yes, we don't know either. It's a spoiler for everyone. (laughs) You know, it would be a spoiler for us too. And so, if you want to give us the same amount of thanks and grace and love that you would a podcast that knows the ending but like wants to protect you. (laughs) That would be great. We would appreciate it. That's not, <laughs> however, the reality. No, it's not. I think these crazy kids are going to end up together. I, I just sense I really, it in my bones. I do too. I think it's going to be okay, but yeah, I don't know it for sure. No, I definitely know it for sure because this is a through and through romance. It is. This thing is a big giant romance. Even though for the first 50 pages, I was getting real nervous this was not a romance. And Me then too. I had put it on our list and I had failed us. Because <laughs> it was just it was just ladies palling around being in World War II. And I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. Uh-oh. I mean, and I really enjoyed that experience, too. But I really wanted them to kiss, you know, just a couple of smooches. And they got there. But they did. They did. They got there. So should we tell them what we know about book? <laughs> I have a limited understanding of book. Um, <laughs> guys, if you are interested in World War II, this hey, this is our Veterans Day episode. Happy That's Veterans. one reason why Thank we couldn't you, do Veterans a Day re-release. Yeah, can you? Is it Happy Veterans Day? I feel like I say this every year. You don't say Happy Veterans Day. You're just like solemn veterans said, day to you acknowledge veterans day to you thankful veterans day to <laughs> thanks, you thanks veterans day <laughs> we're such idiots oh my god <laughs> uh, i don't know that you say i don't know that there is a salutation for veterans day i just i listen military romances got a little bit of a bad rap this year in <laughs> the podcast sphere and it riled me up and it she made got me big mad. riled. Boy. And I felt like we really liked the show we did for Prince Joe. Mm-hmm. I loved reading that book and I loved talking about it with you. And Same. I had a grand time just like laughing until I couldn't breathe about yeah. certain aspects of that book. But I also felt like I kind of trashed the Navy SEALs, which, you know, I did. Sometimes and I'll they do deserve. it again. I'll do it again. Yeah. But the military romance is great. Don't shit on military romance, okay? Well, it's just like shitting on any broad genre or subgenre. Stop doing that, everyone. Just stop stop it. it. Stop it. Yeah. Okay. That's all. All Anyway, so this is a military romance because uh, acknowledge Veterans Day to you, American HBs. An acknowledgement of Veterans Day to you, my (laughs) friend. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and a big gratitude if you are a veteran. You all right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, this is in America times uh, because oh, it yeah. is World War II. America II. times mm-hmm. romance. Yes, mm-hmm. because there is an important America thing happening, which is World War II. World War II. It's it's an important everywhere thing, it being yeah, yeah, a yeah, world yeah, yeah. war. But for but the purposes of this, selfish Americans, this, <laughs> this literature, <laughs> it is an America thing. Well, because these two are squarely in America, I think the whole time, unless one yeah. of them is going to get deployed in the last 30%. Oh, of the I book, hope that's not the conflict. <laughs> I was hoping beyond hope that that was the conflict because no. I was getting a bored oh, yeah. throughout. But, you know, whatever. It's tough when they're just sweet and happy the whole time, you know? Yeah, it, it, I, I was looking for some action because there's so much to discussion of the war and like what's going on and like yeah. how it's affecting them and how there's so much of our main gal cj imagining what it would be like over there and how it right. is for her brother and how it is for all these other guys that she joined the the army corps in order to to help but it's just like it's so much imagining that i was just like get your shit over there cj <laughs> like let's see some <laughs> shit like i was <laughs> I wanted to see uh, some war. Fair. I know that sounds bad. I meant, you know, fictional times war. I hear you. I hear you. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So like Aaron said, the main character's name is CJ. We're in her point of view the whole time, unless something drastic changes in the last 30%. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it switches about uh, 72% in, because that's right. (laughs) So she is from... Kalamazoo, Michigan's, and yes, she she's on a three-day train ride to Texas because while she thought she was going to be on the sunny, salty shores of California, mm-hmm. she's not. She's in Long Arm, Texas town. She so, made all these good friends that got stationed in Monterey, and then yeah. she was the only one that got stationed at Bliss. This happened to one of the girls that I was at basic training with, and this other girl at basic training fucking did her dirty. She was supposed to go to Hawaii. What? And then this other girl just straight up, like, up and married a guy that was going to Hawaii and, like, took her spot out from under her. And then I forget where she had to go, but it was terrible. Oh. She had to go to a horrible place. And this girl was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just have to be with my husband. (sighs) God, I hope she's not listening. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it happens. And then you just like have to go somewhere shitty out of nowhere. I yeah, that's the that's one. the military. You you've done it several times. You Aaron have done no, that several actually, times. Well, yeah, but I've always like lucked out. In fact, my first duty station was really sought after, and I didn't even ask for it. And I got to basic training, and there were a couple people that were like, "Wow, how did you get that duty station?" Like. I requested it because, like, my dying grandmother is near there, and I wanted to be with her for her last moments. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't ask for it. (laughs) I don't know what happened. (laughs) Military is weird, guys. Okay. She's going to Fort Bliss in El Paso. She's doing a big train ride for uh, many pages. And then we do get to (laughs) Fort Bliss, and we learn that she's like a farm girl and she bucked the hay and she's good with engines and she, she is she's taking her tractor she's an engine airplane skills mechanic and she's putting them into airplane mechanics is what i was saying so yeah uh-huh yeah 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 Sorry. she's yeah. she's in a she's a maintenance whack whack she's a whack she's a whack <laughs> she's a women's 
Army Corps Army. men. Corps. M- Corps woman. Yes. Corps person. Yes. Anyway, this is just after, it's like a year after they turned it from the women's army auxiliary corps right into like the legit women's army corps so now they're really in the army mostly sort of mostly kind of instead of definitely not in the army which they were before right yes (laughs) so she shows up at fort bliss and immediately like meets a rad group of chicks who are in her um in her barracks i almost said bunk town it's a barracks so <laughs> i like bunk town <laughs> let's go to let's go to bunk town let's go to bunk town anyway so they're all we've in- got toby we've got kate we've reggie. got reggie reggie there's sarah and the there's sarah <laughs> the other one sarah with an h i will have you know she's down with the h's we met so much girls in the first I was two like, chapters. which one is I was the like, heroine? Which one? Which is one? It? She keeps Where describing bitches. And I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> is she curvy? Is she, is she boyish? <laughs> Does she wear red lipstick? The answer is yes, because all of them are wearing red lipstick. <laughs> well, they have to. They're wearing heels and red lipstick. It's part of it. That's right. But she's talking about like MPs noticing the foxy waistline on that one. And I'm like, I bet yeah. she's the heroine. <laughs> Turns out, she no, you guys. She meets and is like, ooh, this lieutenant is like, she's so powerful and she's so commanding. And I was like, damn, this private's yeah. going to go with that lieutenant. And it's it, like, not ever, it. she's not ever mentioned again. <laughs> I like, Every one of these women was like a red herring for me. I was like, I was in Same. love with all of them and then immediately like jerked back. Like, oh, I know. Nope, 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 nope. Not her. <laughs> That's right. I guess the author was just trying to tell us that she like notices these sexy qualities of women, even Ooh. though. That's I'm... what I thought she was kind of hinting. Like, even though CJ herself may not be admitting this mm-hmm. to us, every man she meets is just like, and then there man. was a guy. Yeah. Just a and man. And it's like. Oh, and look. then I met Sarah, who yeah, had a yeah. curiously short haircut and high <laughs> cheekbones. You know, it's like she's noticing every quality of women and not any quality of men. That's true. And then she goes to the PX uh, to get some groceries or something. I don't really know what she needs at the PX because there's like a mess hall and all the other things that come with a military base. But I think she, she just went, went to, to check it out. Stationery, stationery to write letters to her brothers or something. I probably herbsed it. So she is at that PX. And do you know what PX stands for, oh, military person? Yes. I've been in one. Post. (laughs) (laughs) X. Post exchange. Uh, It is is the post exchange. It is the post exchange. What? It is. Did I just stumble into brilliance? Yes. Oh my god, I'm so hot right now. I'm like fanning myself because I'm so sexy, this brain on me. It is me. 100% the exchange that is. Oh my god. I've just never called it anything but the PX or BX anywhere it's I've same, been. Same, same. My grandpa used to take me to the PX all the time and I never once asked him what that meant. I just knew it was a special military grocery store and he bought me things that's there. the commissary. The PX is different. PX is like a Walmart and the grocery store yeah, is Yeah, that's the what I meant. That's what but I meant. But there is a large sign on the front that does say post exchange and now I can see it in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Ooh. she goes there and she's like looking around for stationaries or lawn chairs or whatever you need at the military Ooh, Kmart. Gross. And all of a sudden, kerblam! 
a lady bumps into her. Oh, yeah. And she's 5'9", so she's used to looking down upon all the baboobied people who (laughs) run into her. But this time, she's looking dead straight ahead because there's this beautiful, tall, Amazonian, beautiful woman with flaxen... Is flaxen the blonde kind of hair with blonde flaxen hair and curls? Uh, hair the color of honey, eyes pale mm. blue with a tawny starburst about the pupil, but only in her right eye. So only in her right eye. Intrigued. The level of detail on this foxy lady tells us <laughs> that she is the heroine. We've met the <laughs> heroine! And heroine is immediately on it. Um, heroine's name is... Brady. Brady. And she's immediately like, oh, hey, girl, are you new here? And yeah. CJ's like, I I am. Your lips are so full and voluptuous. And Brady's like, <laughs> hair flip, I know. Do you want to tour around the base? Yeah. She talks about how in their whack uniforms that like pretty much everyone looks like a boy. And she wears coveralls most of the time because of her job. Yeah, she does. And everyone looks like a, a flat boyish boy because that's how they're made. Because uniforms were not tailored for women until, I don't know, ever uh, 2018 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And that's real. I think 2016 is when we came out with A's, which is nuts. <laughs> so these, these like, uh, coverall uniforms and stuff aren't tailored for women. So everybody looks like a boxy boy. But in her skirt and button down, Brady mm. looks like a pinup girl and she's full of curves. Uh-huh. So if anyone was wondering. Well, and she even says that, like, she especially wears. The button down and the skirt, especially. Yeah, she's well. got the tie. Yeah, she wears it real good. Mm. Yeah, she does. And I don't know. Does CJ wear that uniform too? She wears a skirt uniform, but I don't know if she wears the tie thing. Too. Yeah, they both wear ties. I remember Hot. that vividly. Yes. <laughs> we will get Hot. there, listener. Okay, so then she's like, she's literally like, just let me pay for this stuff and I'll pop you in my Jeep and we'll go. And so I'm thinking, like, oh, we're gonna have a sexy lady jeep ride this is exciting Mm -hmm. and we do except that brady is such a boss lady that she comes out and there's two dudes in the front seats like the driver and the passenger drivers yeah and so she's like oh hey guys change your plans we're gonna we're gonna give cj here a tour she's new and they're immediately like whoa that's cool Mm -hmm. and she talks about how she's a mechanic on the big big time airplanes and uh, turns out Brady is a PR lady. Yeah, she's public affairs and she writes the newspaper and does mm-hmm. like, you know, in high school and there's like morning announcements over the intercom. Yeah. There's those in army too. And Brady does them on the Yeah, thing. she does. Oh, but she's not like, it sounds kind of like she's got a driver. She just happens to be driven around by these guys. She's a private first class, I think. And CJ's a private. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're just on an errand together. But I think it's neat that the dudes in this situation like don't blink at it they're like oh cool yeah we can totally take a spin around the base to show you around you know Mm -hmm. so they do that and then brady's like what are you doing for the rest of the day and cj says i don't know it's my first day i don't have any orders i got nothing Mm -hmm. i don't start until monday i think um right so she's like oh i have an idea just come to my office building where we have the pr office Mm-hmm. You hang out in the random library that's right down the hall. I'll oh, work. Right. This was library times. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I recall. I recall. Yeah. 
And so she drops her off and CJ doesn't go to any of the mystery books or any of the, she usually gravitates toward like nonfiction blur, blur, blur. She goes immediately to old editions of the base's newspaper because she knows that Brady writes most of it and she wants to see what Brady's about. Yeah. And so she searches through and she reads all of the bylines by Brady Buchanan and then she gets caught. She like loses track of time. Brady comes to get her for lunch and she's like, oh, you're reading all my work? (laughs) (laughs) It looks like maybe you're reading all of the newspaper articles that I wrote. It's very embarrassing for CJ. Um, So then they talk about, you guys, there's a lot of just them talking and getting to know each other, which is good. Which is so much better than other books we've read that have been like, you like pizza? Me too. Now we're soulmates. Totally. You know, like these totally. two really do like get in on a deep level, but it's not t- fun to talk about on a podcast. Yeah. It's like a lot of family history stuff. It's a lot of college yeah. history stuff. Never does she say, what's your favorite gemstone? Which I feel no. like was a big missed opportunity here. Yeah. What's if your we learned color? anything from Midnight Sun, that's really how you get to know someone. You know, <laughs> Never do they discuss the film Gattaca. Um, they talk about real and misses. Yeah, for these guys. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But- Basically, the gist here is that Brady is from California. She's like a rich girl who went Mm -hmm. to like a rich East Coast college. Smith. Smith? Yeah. Smith. And she's got like, you know, you find out later she's got like a trust fund. She's like a very highfalutin lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, CJ grew up on a farm in Michigan. She's got a couple brothers. One of them plays for the Cubs um, and is like for the Cubs did and is like famous and is now downrange. And she she's come from much more of like a homey family, like salt of the earth background. And they're both kind of jealous of each other's thing. You know, like CJ's jealous that Brady got to like go tour around Europe before it was like blowed Mm -hmm. up, you know, and Brady's very envious of CJ's big family. family. Yeah, yeah. And and they kind of bond over all of that. Yeah. And they definitely bond over books and their love of reading and everything because... And geology later. Weirdly, they're both into rocks for some reason. Like super into rocks. You guys like so into rocks, like (laughs) way more into rocks, like so into rocks. Like I skipped three pages and we were still talking about how we're into rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them were liberal arts majors. Yeah. Well, and then... CJ, although she's like, you know, down home farm girl, she is a legacy at Wellesley because of like an aunt or something like that. And so she Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to go and she turned it down to stay back in Michigan. And like, you know, she went to university back there. One of the reasons was her boyfriend was there in Michigan. Yeah. And he wanted her to go to college there to be with him. Right. Right. Um, Also, really... Interesting detail. I don't know if it ever like truly comes back because we are in war times. But CJ, while they're talking about books, she's like, my favorite thing is slave narratives. And she says, did you know that slave narratives are considered the only true like American form of literature? And Mm -hmm. and oh, it's just so cute because Brady's like, I 
did know that, you big nerd. And I really like every, that too. It's so interesting. Every time they're like, did you know? The other one's like, I did know. And yeah. I knew it harder than you did because I also studied it. And um, also your brain is back. so sexy. Because CJ's future plan after she's out of the Army Corps is to go, I forget North where. North Carolina. North Carolina. And and specifically study Chapel the Hill. largest yeah. collection of slave narratives. And, and later in the book, she is conflicted about whether she actually wants to do that because that had been her passion before she joined and now and she kind of finds some other things that she might be more passionate about i wonder if she ever does go (laughs) 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 i do wonder i do wonder at this point listener i don't know i I don't know what she'll do don't know i'm at the point in the book where she's really at a crossroads (laughs) with that one and who knows Oh no! All right. Okay. So, so then they go to mess. Yeah. So they go to they go to lunch and stuff. So all this happens over the course of the day. Isn't this where she meets stupid Janice? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Brady says that they should grab a drink sometime. Do they grab a drink that day? No, she falls the fuck asleep because she's been on a train for three days. Oh right, that day. But anyway. she she says, "Oh, we should get a drink." And then um, CJ goes back yeah. and hangs out with her friends. And her friends make her new friends, Toby, Reggie, Kate, there's a Sarah. All them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they say something about how Brady is engaged to yeah. a man, Nate. She's engaged to be married. And for some oh. curious, strange lady parts reason. Oh, she can't understand it. CJ's sad about that. When she really- hates it. You should be, like, really happy for your friend, your new friend that's engaged and in love. Ugh. Why isn't CJ happy for Brady? Why Why isn't she elated for this person she doesn't even know, but she knows is wonderful and deserves love? I think it's probably because she's in love with her and wants to touch her lady bits. That's what I think. But I don't know yeah. yet. I'm only in chapter three. <laughs> Let's read on. <laughs> So then she like they talk about softball because all the ladies in oh, right. <laughs> the delight unit play softball and uh-huh. it's very cute. Softball and basketball and a bunch of other shit. And so she's like, yeah, I'll definitely play softball with you tomorrow. I'm a catcher. And they're like, what? We need a catcher. That's amazing. Brady's a pitcher, right? Brady's usually a pitcher. But for her first game against CJ. She catches too. Oh, they're it's both catcher catchers. Huh? Catcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's surprised that Brady plays sports because she's such a blue blood. But yeah, um, she does. She loves sports. She loves camping. She loves outside stuff like mm-hmm. rocks. You guys <laughs> loves them. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, they go do a sport. There's more messes. There's a lot of messes. Oh, then Brady asks to go to a movie. Oh, yeah, stage door canteen. <laughs> Which they both confirmed that they've already seen. Yeah, but they just want to go do on a World together. War II base out in the middle of the Long Arms Cactus, Texas town, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that's going on. But I just kind of liked that she was like, Have you seen this movie? Would you like to go with me? And she's like, I've already seen it. I would yeah, definitely I would like, like to go, go with you. you. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cute. And then after the movie, they run into a bunch of soldiers. And CJ knows one of the soldiers from back home. Yes. And they like catch up. And he asks about Sean. Who's Sean, you ask? Why, I'll CJ's tell you. That's literally best. my job. 
Sean. <laughs> I stole it from you. I ripped it out from under you. You took too long. CJ's ex-boyfriend, his name is Sean. She broke up with him. He proposed to her. And she pulled him up off of his knees and said yeah, she that did. she couldn't be married to him because she had other things that she wanted to do in her life before getting married. And yeah. he, oh, he didn't want her to go to North Carolina and study those slave narratives. He wanted her to stay in Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan. It was worse than that, though, because it wasn't that he didn't want her to go. He had a plan with her that they would both go do their PhDs at North Carolina. And so that was the whole plan. She had gotten mm-hmm. accepted there. She had done all the things. And then all of a sudden, his master's thesis, Brosif, was like, what if you stayed here and did your PhD here? And he's like, whoa, even better. And so when he approaches her about this thing, it's not even a question of like whether or not she still wants to go to North Carolina. He's just like, no, we'll stay here now because my schooling is here. And plus, Sweet little woman, you wouldn't be able to finish your shit anyway once the kids come. Due to the children, you guys, it's very Mona Lisa smile, and oh, it's not isn't okay. It? Yeah, it, this this is like the proposal too. It's not mm-hmm. like this. He brought this to her. He brought this to her with the proposal. It was like, will you marry me? Also, surprise, we're staying here in Michigan. Uh-huh. Aren't you in love with me? And she's very like, no, I don't want to do that and her mother was like aren't you crazy he loves you he wants to be with you and she's a quote-unquote good man yeah i've just got other things i want to do with my life and then she signs up for the women's army corps which you guys spoiler alert everybody in the women's army corps is hella gay Everyone here is gay. At the beginning, I'm just like, oh, she's going to find the only other gay woman here. No, they, by the end of this book, everybody's gay. Like, we find out, like, a couple of them are are paired up together, and then it's like, then another one, then another. Like, it's it's really, like, throughout the book, like, another one bites the dust. Like, they just keep, (laughs) they just keep being gay. Um, Which, I don't know, do you think that's what it was really like? Well... I don't know if that's what it was really like, but I one of the lines in the book really rang true to me. I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but, you know, because they're really worried, obviously, because not only is being gay punishable by most state laws, but it's also incredibly illegal to be gay and in the military at this point. There's mm-hmm. not even a don't ask, don't tell bullshit going on. And so there's been sort of rumblings that she hears about the military like seeking out homosexuals who are in and like kicking them out with what is it a blue slip or something like blue that slip. it's like a, mm-hmm. it's an easy way to just like get you out of their hair and so there's this big mythos it's, it's around that it's not an honorable it's not a dishonorable it's right. just like a, it's I your quote unquote unfit yeah it's just kind of, it's kind of like a mental health uh or sure. a, a a medical discharge but right. without the retirement of a medical discharge oh so fucked but then later on it says um it says something to the effect of like isn't it so ironic that even though the military doesn't want us here they really have created an environment where women who gravitate toward other women would want to be there Mm -hmm. because they can't really fraternize with the men they're not allowed in the same platoons or whatever the verbiage is 
I the author says it so much better than I am right now, but it's a beautiful sentiment, I think. Well, in in that same paragraph she talks about how it's it's also all women who are not currently tied down with any kind of domestic obligation yes. to children. So they're either women who have have made it to their 20s without having children. Many of them mm-hmm. are married and a lot of them to service members or engaged to service members right. who are deployed. But these are all women who haven't had children and aren't looking to have children anytime soon. Or their children are grown. Right. So that has also, like, created a group of kind of, like, women who have chosen to be single or chosen not to have children for whatever Sure, reason. sure, sure. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Moving we find on. out a little bit later. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Yes. So they're having this conversation with Jack, her pal from home. And he's like, mm-hmm. how's Sean? And she's like, oh, I don't know. We're not in touch anymore. Bye. I haven't seen Sean in some time. (laughs) (laughs) And so Brady, she can feel Brady's eyes like on her being like, "Mm? Sean? Mm? Who who be Sean? Mm. And then they ask them to go. They ask everybody to like join them for drinks, essentially. Mm -hmm. And CJ's like, I think I'm just going to go to bed. And then Brady's immediately like, well, you can't walk home alone. No, it's dangerous out here. In the El Paso desert. That's right. I'm going to escort you right home. Yeah. But then they take a detour and she takes CJ to a deserted parking lot with a bunch of Jeeps in, in Jeep. it. Yeah. And honestly, this sounded so romantic. You know? Mm-hmm. There's so much stars in oh, Texas. So much, <laughs> so much stars. There's that big lone star. That's the one. There's, there's so much <laughs> others, too. <laughs> Then there's all the stars that they omit down in Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more stars than you think. You think there it's are- just that one great big star. <laughs> and then there's like a heart too, heart of Texas. That's a thing. But then there's also a whole sky full once you get out into that Jeep. Yeah. And listener, I don't want you to feel bad for believing the propaganda that there's only one star in Texas. It's a really <laughs> one- easy mistake to make. Well, because it's called the Lonely Lone Star, you would it's think the, that there aren't the other stars star out there state. for him to pal around with. But there's <laughs> are. There's so many. Billions and billions. And they're so beautiful. <laughs> so they do more chatting in that Jeep. And CJ notices that Brady is like looking at her like in a way. Mm-hmm. And CJ mm-hmm. keeps being like, whoa. Did you know there was more than one star in Texas? I'm so shocked. (laughs) Brady, did you look up at the sky or are you, and then you won't look Uh at my lips anymore, Brady. They're up there. It's very cute. They talk about the other women's army, not military force. They talk about the wasps and the waves. Yeah. My mom almost joined the waves, but my (gasps) grandfather, he was in the Navy and he wouldn't let her join the waves because when he joined the Navy in World War II, An unofficial Navy motto was, join the Navy, ride the waves. And he (laughs) was so scared. (laughs) He was scared for her virtue. (laughs) But they go into that a lot about how these, like, it's not in this scene, but how the women's cores of the various military services are shit-talked and, like, rumors go around about them all being sluts and, like... 
there's a situation where they all bought out all the diapers in Indiana or something like yeah. that, <laughs> which because, is true. Yeah, because yeah. the army wouldn't supply them with sanitary napkins and they were just like, figure it out, bitches. Either that's true or they heard that. Yeah. And did this, but like, they, so they just like went and bought all the diapers because they were scared that there would be no sanitary yeah. napkins downrange. Um, and then that became a rumor that they'd all gotten pregnant, I guess, because oh they're all so slutty. So dumb. And there's all these rumors that they're actually all prostitutes and like oh. that the cores were created just to service the, um, the yeah, GIs. The men. And it's, it's rough. But anyway, yeah, that's it's why a big my mom gross. couldn't join the Navy. <laughs> also, can I tell you real quick Navy story? My great grandfather. Sure. One of the only one of the only stories I recall my mom telling me about my great grandfather, who he was like in the Navy for a really long time. In World War One, he was on like the Yangtze River and he has he had tons of like stories about being in China and all this stuff. He that's why they were at Pearl Harbor when it was bombed in World War II because mm -hmm. he was that's where he was stationed. So big long naval career, but one of the only things that's become like lore in my family is that he would walk around singing, I love to go swimming with bow legged women. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe the unofficial motto hard. <laughs> <laughs> one time when i was a child my grandfather gave me like a tin of stuff of his navy stuff from uh -huh. world war ii he thought i would like it or something and i distinctly remember i feel like i've told this story in the podcast before sorry nope, if I have. you haven't i distinctly remember this coin okay and on one side was naked boobs cool and on the other side was a naked butt <laughs> and I was just like, what is this? Is this money somewhere? Like, I thought it might be like some kind of foreign money had like naked ladies on it. And so, I mean, I'm like eight. Okay. Uh -huh. And I'm like, Grandpa, what is this coin? And he's like, heads and tails. Like, I'm a like a total idiot. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. And I always... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to it. I'm sure I carried it around for a long time and then eventually <laughs> lost it. But yeah, heads and tails. Wow. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He was the kind of guy, if you looked at him, if you like took one glance at him, you knew he was in the Navy in World War II. He was head to toe, full oh. body covered in Navy tattoos, like mermaids. He had hold <laughs> fast on his knuckles. He had it, oh, the whole nice. thing. Boom, head to, head to toe. So like he was, he was, it wasn't surprising to me as an eight-year-old, I guess is what I'm saying. I hear you. But I did for a moment believe it was real currency. <laughs> <laughs> In like a very cool country. <laughs> no, right? I would be like, hey, Grandpa, when are we going on a trip to this country? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in a much more socially liberal country than I lived in. Like, wow! Diabolical. Vengeance. Betrayal. Bad hair. Leaning. Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And we have a weekly podcast called A Date with Dateline, a recap of Dateline episodes. We talk about important issues like grainy surveillance footage, cell phone towers, Andrea Canning's white jeans, and Mankey's hankies. We delve into the details of any victim who's ever loved life or lit up a room. So find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and iTunes to make a date with Dateline. And remember, don't watch alone.
A Date with Dateline is a podcast hosted by two professional amateur true crime TV experts with no formal training, but evidence lockers filled with snark and uninformed opinions. Okay, so then they do go home. What happens after the movie and the jeepness stuff? Um, There's like army stuff. She yeah. she gets her first oh, day yeah, on the she job. Goes, she says her first day. She's on the flight. She's on the first real flight line for the Boy, first time. Boy, is she working time. on a B-29 for she does many do, hours. Yep. And, you know, she sees Brady at the mess hall later and she can't they, like, wait to just at each gush other. about all the cool stuff she did yeah. with the airplanes and, and the all grease those on her hand different all. types of airplanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that night at the mess hall where they start talking about all the company gossip and kind of like oh, who's yeah. friends with who and who's enemies with who and who's special, special friends. friends. And she kind of gives you the lay of the land of like 1940 Schmer Schmer. Right. And she says, um, CJ knew they were talking about homosexual relationships, but the word went unspoken. Back in Michigan, she had known of a handful of women in, quote, Boston marriages. Yeah. Which is a thing I had not heard before. Mostly older professors and graduate students who kept their relationships private. Love between adult women, or men for that matter, was hardly a new concept, particularly in academia. The only new thing was the increasing fixation with uncovering and eliminating such relationships. Yeah. Um, some higher-ups in the WAC were bent on ridding the core of queer women. She knew, like some male officers were obsessed with ridding the army ranks of homosexual men. As a result, even heterosexual soldiers avoided mention of the situation that clearly existed, afraid of receiving a discharge that didn't qualify as honorable or dishonorable, a blue ticket in GI parlance, reserved for those deemed unfit for military service. So, like, that's kind of the situation. is like, mm-hmm. it's an understanding amongst friends... But if you let it get too wide, then the wrong person might find out. And if the wrong person finds out, you're done. And then they notice that Kate and Toby share a look. Yes. And she's like, oh. And that they are. He thinks they are special friends. They're special friends. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Everyone is special (laughs) friends with everyone. (laughs) Well, except for Sarah, because she hooks up with Jack real quick, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. Not Sarah. Sarah. With an H. Sarah's like the weird straight one that yeah. everybody's like, you, black, gross, Sarah. Mm-hmm. For a while, they think Reggie's straight, but she eventually gets on it with a lady. Good for her. Yeah. I'm into it. Here's what I'm saying. Reggie was hooking up with a dude, too, or so they thought, but then it turned out she was getting down with a lady. So I've got 30% of this book left to go, and I still have mm. hopes for Sarah that she's going to get down on some lady business. That's all <laughs> I'm trying to say here. Okay. <laughs> So then, it's like a blur. She gets to go on her first plane ride, and then she comes back to the mess hall. Oh, yeah. And she's like, OMG, Brady, I just did the coolest thing. I got on an aeroplane. It was the coolest thing. And Brady is sitting at the table with all of her admin wax. And the admins and the maintenance people, like, don't mix, which I think is super dumb, but, like, I guess that happens everywhere. And so, Brady is saying like, wow, that's incredible. That's so cool. And meanwhile, her friend Janice, that bitch Janice, is like, mm-hmm. ill. look at her, ill. She's a maintenance slur. Well, believe it or not, the mechanic wax are a little more gay than the admin <laughs> wax. 
<laughs> so that's kind of also a problem. Like when CJ starts hanging around with Brady and her admin friends, I don't know if you're here in the book yet, but her friends become a problem. And mm. when CJ starts hanging around and getting close to Brady, the other admin wax get a little bit like mm, one of those. And oh. it becomes an issue. And I had the a mechanic feeling it wax are much more like, hey, whatever, you know? Yeah. Come on down. Us too. We're all gay down here. (laughs) Well, and they're also like, are you fun? Then you're welcome. They're just a generally cooler group of girls. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, because she gets this big snub from Janice and Mm -hmm. Brady doesn't say anything, CJ is just like, okay, fine. Fuck that and fuck you. I'm going to go eat with my nice friends who are nice and cool and nice. Mm -hmm. So she leaves. And then a while later, after dinner is done, Brady comes over, tail between her legs, coffee in her hand, being like, hey, hey hey, are you, are you, are you mad at me? That happened back there. What's the matter Janice. with you? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I am pissed at you and like your stupid friends and I don't like it. And then she yeah. like, storms off. And then she follows after her. She chases her listener. Yeah. They chases her down. And she's like. What's the matter? What do you want from me? And she's like, nothing. Your friends are just mean. And so, yeah. goodbye or something. Bye. We're in a fight, Brady. We're in a fight. And she does like a snide comment, which is not usually her style. That's way more Janice's style, she thinks to herself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm allowed to be mad. I'm allowed to. Yeah. So she goes back to her bunk town. Fuck her. Barracks. <laughs> Barracks. Thank Ferrick. you, Barracks. <laughs> And then before, so after she's at her barracks, but before bed check, then Brady comes over with Janice and, like, knocks on her door and, like, basically forces Janice to apologize. Yeah. And she says, I don't know if it's now or later, but she says to CJ, like, listen, Janice was just my BFF before you got here. And I think she's a little bit jealous that, like, we're hanging out so much and she's just kind of got to live with it. And I'm sorry. She really is a cool lady. Listen, at this point, kind of justice for Janet. Because if anybody started, like, really, really taking Aaron's attention away from Melody, I... I love that this is posed as a hypothetical, (laughs) and there aren't fucking bodies across these United States buried of people who have just tried to be my friend. (laughs) Aaron, don't tell everyone I'm a psycho stripper. Come on. Uh, psycho stripper. Be cool. We can say their names. Say their names. People who wanted to be friends with me who are gone, who have been vanished from this earth. I just took them out. <laughs> yes. <sighs> <sighs> okay, let's see. Is the next thing that happens... Yes, so they want they go on a camping trip together, CJ and mm. Brady. And every time Brady comes around the mechanic squad, like they're accepting, but they're also a little bit like, hmm, Brady. Right. Like it, I I they're just kind of a little bit like skeptical of this admin lady hanging out with them. I don't think they're skeptical. I think they're much more like, when are you gonna trust us enough to tell us what's going on? There's too. always like yeah, there's meaningful just a lot of secret looks between smiles. them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when CJ tells, it's like everyone knows that CJ is super gay except for CJ. Yeah. And so when CJ tells CJ everybody that no her, idea. Yeah, her and Brady are going to go off on a fun camping trip together, just the two of them on a three-day pass, I think it's Toby that's like, oh, are you guys going alone in the middle of nowhere together mm-hmm. with camping no one in around? And CJ's like, what? What's that supposed to mean? And Toby says, beware of the things that go bump in the night. Which I thought was pretty funny. Okay, so now they're off. Boy, you guys, they drive for so long and then they get so excited when they get to their destination and they find out that the type of rock that the sand, the white sand is made of My does not conduct God. heat in the same the way rocks. that like regular sand does. <laughs> I should say that CJ saw white sands when she was up on her flight that she got to go on that she was so excited about. And oh, yeah. Was, and when she was talking about how excited she was at her flight, that's when Janice was like, wow, what a like farm girl idiot that's yeah. never been in a plane before. So it's kind of like Brady making amends by being like, I noticed that you were really excited about this. Let's go to White Sands, the thing yeah. that you saw from your aeroplane. Boy, I herbs that little piece of deliciousness, and I'm so glad you caught it. That's so nice. <laughs> what a nice little layer. That's probably the only thing <laughs> that I caught. They go to the museum at the place where mm-hmm. they're at, like the park rangery museum. One of them majored in, minored in biology or something. Brady did. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is, okay, so here's the other thing. When they banter, it's very like, oh my gosh, look at this lizard that does something. And then Brady will be like, I just love biology. <laughs> <laughs> They are so nerdy together, and it's cute, but it's also, these two deserve each other because I am so freaking bored by their conversations (laughs) that I cannot. I'm just like, I'm glad you guys like lizard skins because, boy. (laughs) But there's all this cute shit that's like, yeah, interwoven, like they're driving and like one will lean over and like touch the other one's hand and say, hey, are you Okay. driving like i can drive if you're too tired or like they're just finding like little ways to like brady will look over and be like ah i'm just really glad you're here and then Mm -hmm. she will go me too yeah at the museum time we're having together yeah at the museum brady will come up and stand like right as close to cj as she possibly can under the pretense that she's reading the same placard that cj is uh And then she'll like whisper to her about like, dee, 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 look at this cute little lizard. I'm like, Mouse I just love owls. <laughs> <laughs> May I read? Yes, please. It's so cute. Okay, I'm going to start. Okay. Listen to this, Brady <gasps> said. This is going to be long, but I think it's going to be worth it. I think Listen it's to be worth this, it. <laughs> Brady said. During the last ice age of the, oh no, I've, I'm already, I'm already in trouble. <laughs> During the last ice age of the era, a large lake known as Lake Otero covered the basin. When the lake dried out, it left behind large gypsum deposits in the St. Andres and Sacramento Mountains. Amazing to think that this area was covered by a freshwater lake, isn't it? I know, CJ skipped ahead. (laughs) Unlike quartz-based sand crystals, gypsum does not easily convert to the sun's energy to heat. Oh, this is what you were referring to. (laughs) This means the dunes at White Sands can be walked on safely with bare feet even in the hottest summer months. That's right. 
I remember learning that in my geology course in college. You took geology? I may have been a tad obsessed. My friends called me RH for a while. You know, for rock hound? Brady laughed. That's nothing. My friends started a rock jar. Every time I tried to share what I found to be a fascinating geological fact about the Hylokee range... Or the impact of the Ice Age on the Connecticut River Valley. I had to add a nickel. Laughing too, CJ moved on to the next display case. I'm like, you guys, do you. Like, I'm happy for you. I recognize this is sweet. I am checked the fuck out. Like, yep, I'm herbs and hard. Weed whacking herbs. Like, I... <laughs> Every time, and I like history as much as the next. I mean, I've been forced That's to read not many. True. <laughs> Listen, here's the th- here's here's a happy acknowledge Veterans Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HBs, when you are an <laughs> officer in the army, you are forced to read many professional development books, and many of That's those right. books are World War II history books. And I have been forced to read those books as much as the next girl. I was gonna say I like history as much as the next girl. That's not true. <laughs> I have been I have been forced to read many professional development army history books as much as the next lady. However, right. how how mevers. Mm-hmm. Every time one of these two started to be like, I just keep thinking about our boys in Italy and how General Such and Such is leading them across the I was like, three pages. But you guys, if you're interested in that kind of thing, this is like a really great and interesting perspective yes of what it's like to be in their shoes during this time and what it's like to be the sister or fiance or you know whatever of somebody downrange and what the letter writing situation was and how the news came back and you know like all of that stuff is very very interesting i do wish i would have read it you know what same (laughs) i would be smarter today had i read those parts of the book but here's the thing i listened to a couple history podcasts oh do you yeah oh yeah oh yeah so you know stuff you missed in history class one of my faves i like i like you know the the off the beaten path histories and i feel like i would have gotten that here had i not been like Fuck! We have to record tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) My brain has prevented me from reading for seven days. Yeah, that's roughly it. Yeah. Oh, I also really like the this book because since she's a maintenance and she's a PR, we get like the different looks at what those jobs are like. So not only do we get to watch a bunch of uh, our, uh, you know, airplane stuff. Mm-hmm. We also get to hear about Brady being like, yeah, my job is really stressful because I hear and I see all of the news that comes mm-hmm. onto the base. And then I am in charge of culling it down and making sure soldiers are informed, but not overwhelmed with like the terribleness because they're going to have right. to go out and fight as well. Well, part of her, I mean, part of her duty is as a morale officer as well so it's it's kind of a juggling act and it's also a security juggling act right in terms of what information needs to go out and what doesn't need to go out and she's part of that decision making process and there are a few conversations that they have where brady knows things that cj can't know yeah and i think that's handled 
fairly okay, but she does tell her some things that she shouldn't Uh-oh. know, which does kind of suck. Okay, so then also wait, 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 do the mm, please. Sorry, Sorry while they're still in the museum, though, this is important though because Brady says something about how she would really like to be a science writer someday. Yeah, and to marry her 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 love of rocks with her love <laughs> of writing. Yep. And then she says something about how that's like probably not in the cards for her. And then we find out it's because of this engagement because right. like CJ, she's going to be expected to settle down and have babies right away as soon as her fiance comes back from the war. Yeah, she won't be able to pursue any sort of career things afterwards. Yeah. So, and well and then when they finally like get back to the hotel because Brady CJ sort of like is like I don't understand why but Brady was so nice and she decided to take me out to this like 17 course beautiful dinner and yeah. then she splurged for this really nice hotel with but, a fireplace. I mean, after they got matching cowboy hats and held hands and ran down <laughs> sand dunes together holding hands <laughs> and like after Brady put her hand around her waist several times like yeah. the clues are there CJ. <laughs> like, yeah. Siege, the matching um, cowboy hats alone really should have led you to a place <laughs> where you realize this lady's into you. Not to mention all the times that they've been just like sitting in a Jeep or being at drinks with their friends. And Brady's like looking at her in a way that CJ yeah. cannot decipher. Melody. CJ. I love you to death. <laughs> I have never made unrelenting eye contact with you and said, I've never met anyone like you. I've never gazed longingly at your lips and been like, what did you say? I'm going to have to stop right there because you have actually. (laughs) I'd like to take this opportunity to address this. It makes me uncomfortable every time you gaze longingly at my lips. And I feel like we not only have a platonic friendship and we're both married, but we also have this Mm -hmm. professional relationship now. And I really, I really need it to stop. Thank you so much for communicating that to me, Erin. I will be so much more attentive. I'm so sorry. I led you. I led you right down this path. Oh. Okay. Anyway. So. <laughs> and also, that Here went I a was different direction looking- than I thought it would go because I assumed you would be like, "I will not stop." <laughs> Yes, and I will not stop. <laughs> I can only be me. Right. Anyway. That's true. It's it's a very melody but thing to say. Now, <laughs> yeah, you took you took a turn and honestly it hurt me. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at their special special lodge now. There's at their special fireplace room with their four-poster queen-size bed and their big clawfoot tub. They thought that they were going to camp, but now they're yeah. at their special room. Right. And they're talking about Nate and they're talking about Sean. Like, they do the big, like, fiancé slash ex download on each other at some point. Well, she says something about how she doesn't really love Nate and she doesn't know right. what to do, but he had proposed to her the day before he shipped out to war and she didn't she didn't have the heart to tell him no and cj confesses that had her fiance proposed to her in that way that she right. wouldn't have had the heart to tell him no either and brady says she's wanted to break up with him for some time she knows she's not in love with him but she can't bring herself to write a dear john letter because that's yeah. like the worst thing you can do to somebody and she's very conflicted about the situation but then she's like 
I don't really feel a reason why I would need to unless like I met somebody, you know, it's like, right. there's no reason to right now. So why do it while I don't, you know, while he's there and I can't do it in person. And then and CJ says, like, have you have, met somebody? Have you met somebody? And she's like, I didn't say that, CJ. No, that's not no, how she, she says just it. Says, but it feels that way. That's not what I said. And yeah. then CJ's like, yep, yep, cool, yep, oh cool. god. Yeah, definitely, I'm not gay for you. That's not, <laughs> this is just regular friend stuff. Just curled up in front of a fire in our four-poster bed. That's that's what we're doing, friend stuff, in our and- silky nightgowns. And I don't want anything to do with your face that's nope. not, I'm not having weird pants feelings about the graceful curve of your wrist. That's not what I'm doing right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think she like jumps up and says, I have to pee. Yeah. And then she's like, oh no, now I've been crass in front of CJ, the woman so I want to smooch no, real Brady, bad. Brady. Oh, Brady, Brady. Brady. Brady's the, the proper one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she does a big like. Brady was probably out there being like, uh-oh, I think she's pooping. <laughs> 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 because she says she was in there for so long. Like, yeah, it's like, true. Washing off her face and being like, get it together. Don't get it together. stop getting wet. Stop she's, having pants feelings about that's ladies. That's right. Think yeah. about deserts and dunes and all the things that are dry as the Sahara. Regular friendship stuff. Come and then they do climb into bed together. Um. <laughs> oh, and Brady is in a little silky getup that is yeah. roll sex him up. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and CJ gets into bed, turns away from Brady, and is just like, yeah. "Good night, lamp pole." And uh-huh. um, then they wake up, and they're no. And then sh- Brady's like, snuggled. "CJ, are you mad at is me? Is there? Did you? Did I do did something? I do something to you? Uh, <laughs> if you look over here, I think I have a bit of a nip slip." Oh. <laughs> oh no! It does appear. <laughs> Guys, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. But she did say, "Are you oh, mad at me? Did so I do something funny. wrong?" <laughs> oh, look at this! Whoops! Oh, I, I do my. believe that's a tiny areola. <laughs> Holy cats! Holy cats! That's a nice nipple, and it's mine, and it is out. Oh my! Look at that. No, um, she just asks if she did anything wrong, and yeah, and then CJ is very curt with her and says no. And then they do wake up in the night, and they are snuggled up against each other. And Uh CJ's having a lot of pants feelings, violent pants feelings. And then she kisses her hair, really, really clandestine, like so that. Like a brush, Shh. a little brush on the lips, on her, yeah, on her flaxen honey, uh-huh. honey colored yeah. locks. And then when she wakes up, they're separated again, and she's really upset about it. And then you guys, mm-hmm. she just fucks off. She's like, "I can't anymore with this." And so she gets yeah. dressed and she goes down to the restaurant so that she can drink many cups of coffee and brood over her new. Very unsettling feelings for yes. her best friend. And Brady comes down and she's like, why are you mad at me? Is yeah. it because I said that I was thinking about writing a Dear John letter? Do you think I'm a terrible person? And it's very like... And, and CJ's no. like, what? No, no. I would never hate you if you wrote a Dear John letter. If you broke up with Nate, I, ah, I would support yeah. you in all any decision that you wanted to make. And her inner monologue is literally like, break up with Nate. Break up break with Nate. Break up with Nate. But yeah. be with me. I don't know. I don't understand my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so, so cute. 
they have like they kind of make up like CJ starts laughing because Brady thinks that that's why she's mad at her and she's like no in fact the opposite but then she won't tell her why she's laughing and it's weird but and then, then she does do, do a big hand grab hands yeah and, yeah, and she's, she's like, like no I never love being friends with you <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> it so hard oh so then we have oh my gosh oh. we have dumb o'clock is what well, we have we Listen, have city. We have Flatlander o'clock. Don't you even come at me. <laughs> sometimes things happen. Says the woman who is always oddly injured. <laughs> As a survivor of altitude sickness, <laughs> I can say that sometimes you just don't know that you've got that altitude sickness. It's true. So they <laughs> they go to the. <laughs> You guys, Melody has just edited it out, I'm sure. But she just made the honkingest nose blow, and I can't get over it. Okay, all right. So they go to this general store situation, and the Mm -hmm. lady's like, Hey, you two beautiful lesbians. Mountain sickness. Do you have the symptoms? I will list them for you. Like, it's very foreboding. It's true. If you feel dizzy so then, or hot or lose your appetite or, or you vomit, sweating, you vomit. You are you nauseated? Drunk or nauseated. All the symptoms are. This is. Hey, hey, listen up, <laughs> HPs. I'm going to learn you good on this. Ooh. Altitude sickness is every symptom. All the symptoms you can think of, those are altitude sickness. So that's one of the that's one of the problems with it is that you don't know you have it because you think it's just a, any other thing because like anything right. can be it. Is how I felt about it. Our sweet CJ thinks that it's love sickness. Yeah, <laughs> she's no. like, that's what it yeah. feels like to pine. So yeah. I'm kind of feeling that way now, and I mm-hmm. think I might start feeling that way extra when we're at nine thousand feet, guys. If you get altitude sickness, you are not going to feel that it's love sickness. Let me mm. tell you, one of those miserable <laughs> nights I've ever spent in my life was shivering to death from altitude sickness. And then I had to drive down. Can I tell you this story? Please. Every time. I went too high. I went too high. Oh, I no. was like an Icarus. I flew too close to the sun. I know. Your wings got scorched. <laughs> they did. And all night, I just spent all night just erping and shivering in a feverish state. And just like dizzy and feeling very um, drunk. You feel drunk when this happens because, yeah. like, I guess your brain swells and your lungs bleed, whatever. Um, so then. <laughs> it's, not, it's not serious at all. The next day, a very nice cowboy named Damon. Damon? <laughs> Damon. Is that right? Yeah, Damon. So I've watched two vampire, too many vampire diaries and now I can't remember <laughs> names of real people in my life. A very generous man offered to drive me down the mountain in a Jeep that he had purchased in 1975. And the Jeep was a limited edition Jeep and Levi's jeans. Wow. Like brand marriage. So nice. it was a Levi's jeans themed Jeep. Oh, um, no. It had... Jean, like denim seats and stuff yeah, which I couldn't yeah, figure out if I was like dreaming that or real like it had <laughs> Levi's on the side of it and we had in the back of this Jeep a cooler full of beaver pelts that we had illegally shot the day prior just let that just wash over you it's fine it's fine it's okay. fine they were clogging up our water source and so we had to go kill some beavers okay and you guys that Jeep did break down about halfway down no. the mountain and I am just shivering and throwing up and sweating everywhere 
And <laughs> the only person that comes by for hours is the fucking game warden. And oh. so that's a like, bad okay, day. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. We'll just get in this game warden. And I'm like dying. And <laughs> we put the cooler and he's like, do you got beers in there? And we're like, no, beers. And we're like, oh, God, what if he asks to have a beer? But no, he's driving. So that's po- impossible. Like, what? it's okay. And like, I was very paranoid. It was horrible. And then I got down the mountain and I went to see a veterinarian. <laughs> but no, I've told you this story. <laughs> Because the doctor was out of town. You remember this, right? I went to the local veterinarian who did tell me that I had hantavirus, which is a deadly virus that kills you in like three days. And then I just had to like wait for death. And then it did turn out to be altitude sickness. Once the doctor came back from his vacay, I went and talked to the doctor and he's like, nope, you did have altitude sickness. Please do not go to a veterinarian for medical help. Please just go to the next town over if you need medical help and advice. And then all my friends for like the next three months called it the beaver fever that I had because I had gotten it on our beaver time, which was really upsetting for me because I was trying to mack on all the boys and I didn't want anyone to think that I wasn't into boys because everyone was like, oh yeah, Erin, she's got the beaver fever. And I'm like, not like that though. I do like boys. Oh, Oh, it sounds much more to me like an STI. Like you've got a fever oh, in that's your even fever. Worse. <laughs> I was thinking they, they were like I was like crazy for vaginas, and I was like, but also guys, if anyone wants some of this. Oh gosh, it was rough. Anyway, that's my weird story about the time oh. I got altitude sickness slash hantavirus. <laughs> Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. All right. So they're going up this big mountain and CJ does get that altitude sickness, except she spends like half of the 10 mile hike being like, "Ooh, she's just so foxy that it's making me sick. Listen, guys, you think you're dehydrated. (laughs) You think you're overheated. You think all of those normal things are happening. So you're just pounding water and stuff. You know, like I do not blame CJ. That is what I say. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I think it would be rough to be like, oh, she's just so hot. It's making me crazy. She doesn't think I'm dehydrated or any of the normal things. She thinks I'm pining too hard, Mm -hmm. which is like a very, a very special place to be, I think. I don't know. Anyway, so finally, um, Brady notices. She keeps on being like, hey, girl, you good? And she's like, I'm so good. I'm like the coolest girl that you could ever be around or like date if you wanted. so hard. <laughs> the last hike I went on with my friends. I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I feel this no, so please. hard. <laughs> we were going up this mountain and I just, all of a sudden, I didn't think about it. I let, we left after work and we were still hiking at about midnight and it was, you know, what? It, it's, oh, it's summer. Right. It's so Alaska. the sun's high in the sky. Yep. It's midnight. It's beautiful. And we're, so we've been hiking for a really long time and I never thought that I like hadn't eaten anything for dinner. Oh, oh God. And I was like, oh gosh, I suddenly feel just like very dizzy all of a sudden. And somebody was like, did you eat anything? And I was like, no, I didn't eat anything. And Bleh! and then I just vomited. And then I felt <gasps> great. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished. But listen, it's just sometimes you're just stupid, and that's fine, yeah. CJ. 
I mean, I feel that in my bones. And I just, I, I felt very like, I'm no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I, guys, I'm totally fine. No one, and like, I just, just threw up right there. It was really awkward for everybody. Okay. So as they're going, Brady's like, no, no, I think you're super not okay. And CJ's like, I don't know. Maybe I am well, I'm not cool. okay. I'm cool. Like, now that you talk about it, like, maybe I'm not. No, she says she's okay. She thinks she's okay until she trips and falls. Yes. Over the root. And she does hit her head. Yeah, well, one of my favorite things about this passage is that she's like, there keep keep being these roots that, like, jump out and try to trip me. And it's so rude, these roots that just, like, materialize out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, boy, have I been there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, then she does trip over one of those uh, very nefarious roots. And uh, she goes a big tumble all the way down the hill. And, like, she, she cracks her head a little bit. And she hurts, like, all of her ribs and her ankle mm-hmm. and her arm and all the things. And Brady is a big concernicus. And she, like, sprints down the, the hill to be like, CJ, CJ, look into my beautiful blue and tawny <laughs> eyes. Are you okay? Yeah. And she's like, are you an angel? <laughs> she doesn't say that. Nay, I am but pestilence. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but no, she helps her all the way down the mountain and then puts her in the Jeep and yeah. she's very scared for her. And then at some point when they're driving back, Brady just starts sobbing because she's like uh, all the adrenaline of the situation. And then yeah. like CJ has to comfort her and be like, I'm fine. I don't feel like I have a concussion. It's okay. Right. It's going to be fine. I just got that mountain sickness and it's cured now, question mark. Like, I don't know why it took me like 72 hours to stop shaking, but apparently CJ's cool. Yeah, your beaver fever lasted a lot longer. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) CJ wasn't drinking as much as I was, which is also a problem when you're identifying symptoms. Okay, so she like rests her cheek against yeah. Brady's hair. Brady, it, it's very Brady cute. does like a big cry into her neck, which mm-hmm. is like, I mean, what what an inappropriately sexy sensation, you know? And may I may I say? Yeah, please. May I read? CJ rested her cheek against Brady's hair. She remembered the moment in bed the night before when they had lain together, bodies touching head to toe. She wanted to kiss Brady, yes, but even more, she <sighs> wanted to hold on to the sensation of having Brady so close. Now oh. here was that feeling again, the sense that she could stay here like this forever, happily. This was the meaning of life, the reason humans, the reason human beings existed, to love and be loved. Love? Ah, oh, crap, double crap, double triple crap. <laughs> it's so good so they go back she goes to the doctor she's fine yeah go to the restaurant that night no they were gonna go to a nice fancy restaurant but instead they go back to mess and Mm -hmm. cj's like really awkward around her because she knows that she has like big heart feelings now Mm -hmm. she knows that she's in capital l love with her best friend who is straight and engaged to a boy yes okay and not interested in her Confusicus. Then, then Uh-oh. Brady's like, "Oh, I'll walk you home from to your place or whatever." And then she smooches her on the cheek, but like kind but like, of like super corner of close. Mouth? To- yeah, 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 yeah. Corner yeah. of mouth cheek, and then Brady's like, "I'll miss you tonight." Yeah. Oof, boy. <laughs> oh, Zing. which is also something I need you to stop doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, I miss you, no matter whether it's night or day, Aaron. <laughs> whether the sun is high in the sky or in, the moon in, is like, risen. To be fully like candid, I should stop doing it to you, and maybe you. that would help. <laughs> yeah. You're giving me a lot of mixed signals here, friendo. You're right. You're right. You're right. I should stop doing the same. I should stop kissing your hair and saying it's yeah. so nice to be with you today. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So then the next day she's hanging mm-hmm. out with her friends. Yeah. I was so surprised that CJ did this. Really? One of, I think it was Reggie said because they it's kind of like known that toby and Kay are together but no one like says anything out loud like no one says girls kissing girls out loud even in her friend group where pretty much everybody is gay yeah and she shows up the next day to work looking like somebody beat her up right and reggie's like what's the deal how'd you get that shiner and she's like oh brady kicked the shit out of me yesterday (laughs) like admin brady and they're like because i tried to kiss her and she's like, yeah, I tried to kiss her and she slugged me. And everybody's like, no, uh, that's, is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and she says it like in a really snotty way because mm-hmm. she's just trying to like jibe at them or something. Mm-hmm. And so then Toby's like, all right, sounds like you and I need to have a, a little yeah. walk around together and we'll talk about, about cooter things or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> talk about cooter things so she she tells toby so toby's like hey i'm sorry that i've been like kind of an asshole and teasing you about this but like is something actually going on and do you want to talk about it and cj's like i can help on the face and like she said she missed me tonight i'm like does that mean she's got pants feelings for me because it's like she does have pants feelings for me and toby's like she definitely 100 percent is into you in a gay way. Yeah. You can definitely go for it. Man, and it's so cute because she's like, you know, I'm not I'm not here to tell you what's right for you. And she gives her really good counsel. And then she says, but I will say that, like, if you really decide to go full bore and, like, lean into your lady feelings, I'm going to have to accompany you everywhere with a bat because You're I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be beating ladies off with sticks. And she's like, what? What are you talking yeah. about? And she goes, you're a cute girl. You just hadn't found your people yet. Oh. Because right. CJ keeps talking about how, like, people make comments about how she's flat-chested and built like a boy and, you know, like, all these things. Right. She's very athletically built. Yes. And Brady's commented on her muscles several times because yeah. she's, like, kind of muscularly built because she works on engines a lot. And that's not the the shape that boys are looking for in the 1940s. Like she always talks about how everybody's so into curves right now and how she's just like not a pretty girl. And Toby's like, but you are. But you're super foxy. Yeah. You know, you're super foxy. It's really nice for CJ to hear that. Yeah. It's a lovely moment. It made me really happy. Yeah. Okay. So then she spends the next week being like, is that Brady? I need to scoot to the other end of the barracks. And, like, really, really avoiding her as much as possible. Yeah, she does a big avoid. Yeah, and it's not nice. Should we stop here and make this a two-parter and then finish the book? Are we allowed to do that with a special holiday book? You know what? Well, it's our podcast. It's, hey, we're hey, in charge buddy. around here. That's we right. call the shots. And you know what? It doesn't need to be, ve- hey, it doesn't need to be Veterans Day to celebrate military love oh i'll tell you that's that. what i say to, yeah i'll to shout me. that from the rooftops yeah i celebrate totally. it every day that's what that's i say right. 
that grossed me out just saying it. <laughs> Agreed. I was going to say I celebrated every day in my marriage. That grossed me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, Let's stop it. They kissed, right? Technically. Yeah. Cheek kiss. Yeah, it's in a in a couple of in a couple of pages, you guys, they do like a big makeout. So get ready for that. They have sex. <laughs> Eventually. No, listen, when I started this book, I was concerned that Same. these two were never gonna have sex. Yes, agreed. That's what I say. I was worried it was going to be like a chaste kiss end. And you know what? Those romances are good for some people. Those romances are not good for me, Melody. But I think we're about to read one for Thanksgiving, so stay tuned. Oh, I'm going to be so mad at you. All of those options were like religious books, which I'm so, I'm so, but I'm so excited, Melody. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) I can't wait. Okay, Erin, do you have a lady love? I do. And guess what? I thought about it before we sat down. So mm. put that in your pipe and smoke it is what I wow. say. That Listen, smokes me real good. I got. I got a new hairdryer and it is that Revlon hairdryer that everybody's talking about on our Facebook group. That okay. is the brush that is the hairdryer too. That is also the brush. Great. Yeah. It's like a big barrel brush and it's called like the Revlon. One step brush times hair dryer. Cool, and cool. Listen, if you Google it, you're gonna find it, guys. That's how I found it. I Google up Revlon listen, brush hair Google dryer. Up, Google up Revlon curl times brush hair dryer. It's not a heaving bosom geriatric friendship cult or something. It's more of a straighten times than it is a curl times. It is a volume times, but not okay. It does not. If you're looking to make curls in your hair, this is not the hair dryer for you. But if you have straight hair and you're looking for volume or if you have curl hair and you're looking to brush it out, you know, like straight mm. brush it, blow, blow time. Blow it blow. out? Yeah, but the, is that what they call it? when you Blow like, it out with a straight? With the, with the, like, the round, bar- round brush, <laughs> round barrel brush. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it dries my fine ass straight thin hair so, so much faster than a regular hair dryer. Oh, that's and nice. You know how like you dry your hair upside down to have more volume? When mm-hmm. I do that, because my hair is so um fine, a lot of my baby hairs then like stick straight up or stick straight out. Oh, sure. Or like sure, my sure. split in sorts of my broken off hairs instead of looking yeah. like silky smooth. This will give you volume and make your hairs silky smooth and it will dry your hairs so fast. If you have wow. thicker hair, you might need to do some like sectioning or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't, and I have fine, thin hair. I have like you guys. I have like three hairs on my whole head, <laughs> and it works so good though to make wow. them volumey and smooth. That's nice. I think it's wow. like one step Revlon one step super. You know what? I'm gonna Google it and put dryer. it in the show notes. That's my job. That's what I'll do, <laughs> listener. Look at the show That's notes. That's what I do every time that Erin doesn't want to fudge the name it. of her own lady love. This is my hell every week. That's what she just said. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Mine is gosh, I don't even know how to frame it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you a tiny story about me and then I'll I'll come around to it. Okay. Um 
All right. So I told you guys a while ago that I made the plunge after like a lifetime of getting sort of bad messaging about mental health medication. And I got an SSRI and I was very excited about it. And it helped for like a little while. Um, But then after prolonged use, I started getting a couple of side effects that just didn't like they just weren't working for me. So one of the reasons that I am such a shit show right now is because I am safely and under the guidance of my doctor weaning myself off of those so that I can maybe start something new. And I'm in like week three of weaning myself off. And so what? Why why Aaron just hear about this just oh. now? <laughs> now you know what it feels like For to be much Melody. Weeks, Melody has been texting Aaron having a hard time read book. Aaron doesn't know <laughs> why or what to do to help Melody. I'm How so dare. sorry. I thought No, it's I fine. Let's just tell, tell listener and Aaron at the no. same time. <laughs> no, that's I fine. Tell you. <laughs> so anyway, I'm in week 3 and The issue, one of the issues with the medication was that it was um, actually increasing my anxiety in ways that was like Mm -hmm. not great. But what I'm dealing with now is the resurgence of the downtimes and the brain fog and all of the all of the shit that happens in depressive episodes. And so not only am I sort of unfamiliar with it. Like, it's taking me longer to notice that I'm not okay. You know what I mean when I'm not okay? Mm -hmm. Like, normally Mm -hmm. I can be like, huh, this symptom, I know what that is. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, that that tells me I need to do X, Y, and Z or whatever. So anyway, I guess my lady love is mental health shit is really hard. Um, especially, Especially in a system that not only stigmatizes but makes mental health care hard to access mm-hmm. and i just if you're out there making a bunch of effort right now and like trying to figure it out you're seen and you're doing the right thing like i have to tell myself that right now it's really hard but Hopefully, you know, the upside will be there when I can figure it out and or when I do figure it out. And when when we hit on the right combination of meds and therapy and exercise and all the stuff that's supposed to help you when you're like this. So anyway, keep it up out there. (laughs) Keep it up because you can do it. And you'll be better for it and your family will be better for it and mostly you will though like you are worth it on your own not related to anyone else so good job for doing the work you out there listener good job and if you could only read half of book this week think of book as half read and not half unread (laughs) yeah (laughs) metaphor don't cancel recording because It'll, it'll, you'll still find release. You can do half a book is okay. Yeah. And you'll still find many joy talking to your best friend about shit you like. And, you know, if your friend's lady love is a hairdryer, you let her go first. (laughs) 
You bitch. <laughs> you never warned me. Never. <laughs> no, but normally I go first. But I normally do you do I'm go. Normally you're like, I have some things to say, and I'm like, fuck me, it's a hair dryer. I'm gonna follow this. Up. You're right, and I, I thank you. That's what I was saying. I thank you for letting me go first. But you do never warn me. <laughs> I told you that we were going to have some frank talks about why we I were shit shows. I thought frank talk happened at the beginning. Didn't we do Didn't we do a frank talk? I felt like we had a pretty frank talk. I mean, we, we totally did. I just thought that I wanted to be a little bit more transparent because we should feel comfortable talking vulnerably about mm-hmm. mental health just like we would about everything else. And it's, I completely uh, agree with that. I think that yeah. you should feel very comfortable talking with your friends about these sorts of things <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not actually mad at you. i really thought i told you, you did. i'm sorry I, I knew you were having a hard time but i didn't really know why and you said yeah, something yeah, about yeah. being um very stressed out about halloween and so i didn't know if maybe that was the case and i i, mean, I didn't also, i didn't know yeah. what the deal was but and it's i didn't also know just how to everything help yeah but i mean i'm not in a great i don't think anyone's in a great place right now that's I mean, that's you read well, half yeah. the book, but I only got. I mean, I guess if if I didn't have a couple of hours of notice that this is what we were doing, I may have been able to power through the book. But right. I mean, I still was powering through two hours before we started because I'm in yeah. a similar. I mean, it's rough, guys. Yeah, I mean, as of this recording in America, it is November first, and the election. We are on white knuckling it. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I like I've I've just I I like many other people have just been not okay for a long time and and you know you try to do what you can. I've been writing letters and you know text banking and like we donated swag to the the faded mates faded states thing because they've had that awesome initiative going. But like it just feels like there's n- nothing. There's never enough that you can do and everything's out of your control and i honestly felt like my voting experience was too easy like no i I would like to struggle harder at the voting like not that i want voting to be hard for anybody but i'm like i want to do a bit i want it to be more fanfare you know i want to feel like i'm i'm really doing something yeah i want to like do something there's nothing to do it's just everyone i think there's just i think everybody just feels kind of helpless it's just a big anxiety a little bit right now yeah yeah so anyway listener if you're like that you're doing great and be gentle with yourself and laugh if you can figure Mm -hmm. out ways to laugh you know and i hope your voting experience is so easy i didn't want to imply at all we want it to (laughs) be i just easiest i felt fortunate that my voting experience was easy but i wished that i could have it would have had more fanfare like i wish there would have been like confetti and trumpets or something totally because it felt very um uh anticlimactic yeah yeah i was like how deliberately and fully can i I bubble in this bubble bubble? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There will be no hanging chat on this ballot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yep. All right. You can find us on all the bullshit. Um, we're out there and we're doing fun stuff on social medias. Erin, you were so sexy with your Halloween rundowns. I thought you I mean, I forgot to tell you how sexy your goddamn brain was, but man, when I saw that roll through Oh yeah, my Instagram I did do that. Feed. No, that that Ooh. shit goes to Natalie. That's a that's a commemorative Hey, 
Natalie. Fin- she should have finished these books for us. Why did Natalie? I- Natalie, where was your book report? On what book? are you doing? Why are we even hiring you for? Is what I say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But Natalie just surprised this is the us one with thing like Natalie can't do. Yeah, and it's the <laughs> one, and we still didn't fucking do it. <laughs> she surprised us with a like a, a spooky version of the yeah. Heaving Bosoms logo, and then Halloween came, and I was like, shit, I didn't do shit with that spooky logo. <laughs> so that's what that was. Thank Natalie. It's the best. It's yeah. the best. All right. Yeah. Find us. Follow us. We've got a Patreon that is really fun. I'm just going to say it out loud. Sorry, guys. I'm going to toot my own goddamn horn. It's so fun. When I was going down the spooky rundown of Patreon stuff, I forgot about your fan fiction, um, (laughs) One Night in Her Haunted Mansion or whatever that you'd written. Deep inside her haunted mansion. Deep inside her haunted mansion. You guys, Melody wrote a short story called Deep Inside Her Haunted Mansion that was so fucking funny. And I completely, it was the best work she'd ever done in her life. And it's still true and will always be true. And not because your work is not good. It's because that was so fantastic. I'd forgotten, though. Um, But anyway, yeah. Patreon. Keeping a Badass. There's a beautiful website. Keeping a Badass. And (laughs) a beautiful website. Keeping a Badass. And love yourself as much as you love leaning into your very best friend and kissing her softly on the corner of her mouth and then taking a a tendril of her hair between your fingers Mm -hmm. and tucking it behind her ear and whispering I'll miss you tonight which is what Melody and I do every night and we really should stop because it's confusing it's confusing for both of us we're married you know not to each other yeah (laughs) just hush but gosh, I just can't. Resist. I can't stop. Just giving Aaron. you that tender little kiss. This <laughs> <laughs> heroine is just like is is normal. Is French? <laughs> so funny. You know what? I bet CJ feels the same way as you did finding out I was bisexual at my <laughs> wedding. At your wedding. Um, <laughs> No, but I get, I realize we're now done with the episode and I should just turn yeah. it off. But I do feel right. like if I were in CJ's shoes, I would still be doubting the situation. Oh, I, she's not completely. a dummy. I would still no. be like, what? You know. Yeah. I yeah. would still be like, I, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, even exactly. if there's a one and person chance. the wrong move. Oh, my God. It, all bets are off. You know? It's over. Yeah. Like, friendship, awkward. Yes. Anyway. All right, okay, love you tons. I'll love miss you. you tonight. What, Aaron? I'll, I'll miss, miss you. you tonight. I'll miss you tonight. <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right. Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> 